Welcome to Tachlis Talks, our weekly growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. I was planning on going a different route. We typically have opened this up with a question and had a totally different topic in mind, but I came across a little idea related to this week's Parsha that I just really want to share, and I'm therefore switching tracks, and I'm going to share it with all of you. We leave Egypt. We're in the Parsha of Bashalach, out of Egypt, and famous encounter at the sea, and I saw the question raised. The text describes Hamushim Alui, left Egypt, Hamushim many interpret as armed. We left there prepared to have to do battle in the desert, and it seems rather surprising. We were a nation of 600,000 men, actually more than 600,000 men, over 600,000 men over age of 20, and the Egyptians set chase after us, and we are up against the sea, and we're desperate. What are we supposed to do? And why not use those weapons? Now, truth be told, there's some who take very different approaches. Ibn Ezra among them, who says we didn't feel capable. We had just left slavery. My own Rosh Hashiva of blessed memory, or of Weinberg Zetzal, was strongly opposed to anybody that paints our ancestors as having had a slave mentality. Remember, they took the god of Egypt and told the Egyptians, we're slaughtering this in four days, just about a week before this. Uh, they were capable of handling themselves vis-a-vis the Egyptians. Other reasons as well, uh, either in textual indications and strong contentions that they were not living with a heavy dose of slave mentality. But the some Sofer does raise the question, why not simply have us turn around and do battle with those Egyptians who are pursuing us? And he shares something that is stunning. He says, because that would not have been right. It would not have been right for us to turn into attackers of the Egyptians when the Egyptians provided us with a home to live in for all of these years. Now, we know we have this parallel when it says Losa Sa'iv Mitzri, later on, how we treat the Egyptian for the rest of history. We have to treat them with a certain recognition that we were outsiders, foreigners living in their land. We have to have what's called Hakara Satov, a recognition of the good that came our way. But right now, they are setting chase. They're ready to try capturing us and bring us back to slavery. And if we're going to resist, they're going to try to kill us. And we can't do battle with them because of the fact that they provided us a place to live. Well, what kind of place to live under what circumstances? It's been multiple generations since they simply allowed us space to live without it being with strings attached, or we should say rope and chains attached. But reality is, since a good came our way from the Egyptians, it would be wrong for us to be exhibiting a, a, a total lack of recognition of that good and to be acting against them. We've mentioned this before, Moshe not being the one to smite the earth uh, since the earth helped him out when he had to bury the Egyptian that he killed. Moshe not being the one to smite the water since the water had served him when, well when he was the baby and hidden among the uh, reeds on the side of the river. And that Hakar Satov is not a function of the fact that the that, that was the source that went out of its way to do me a good, but the fact is I'm recognizing that a good came my way. And over here, even though these people were doing so much to torment, so much to tamper with my 
my life and to and destroy us. But since a benefit came my way, it's wrong for me to lose sight of that and to take up arms against them. This idea of Hakar Satov is so significant. We are to be able to maintain a recognition of the good that came my way from somebody who primarily is causing me distress. But if there's an ounce of good that came my way, I can't lose sight of that good. Stunning message. How often is it that we kind of turn things the exact opposite direction? Somebody who may have done quite a bit of good for me over time, but now they've done something that's frustrating, something that's disturbing, and all of a sudden that gets front and center attention. And I'm not able to see that's blinding me to all the other good they provided me. It could be in a work situation. It could be in a home situation. It could be a spouse, a parent, a child, somebody who, hey, there's a reason why I've been happy to be part of this work environment. There's a reason why I'm, I was happy to become engaged to and marry you. There's a reason why I've been thrilled about so many positive experiences we had over time. But right now, there's something you did that is so frustrating me, so disturbing that all the rest is dismissed. Well, it's Horace seems to be teaching that you can have somebody who's primarily doing disturbing, primarily doing frustrating, primarily causing me all types of angst and anguish, but if there's some good that they provided, I have to be attentive to that. If we could be attentive to the good, especially in situations where the good is dominant and the person, at least neutral and very often they're overall a good person and i recognize that and if you'd ask me to chart out you know where they rank as far as being decent people and i'd find a lot of elements that are decent and where they are relative to what they've done for me and how much they've provided for me and how much i've benefited from them i could chart out quite a bit of positive but i would then say but look at this and on this paper i'm going to have this big bright red bold statement of the negative that they've done and there may be elements that they've done that do cause me frustration and have caused me pain and really are emotionally taxing upon me. But maybe we can be attentive to the rest of that chart and realize that in perspective, maybe the proper ratio of good to negative would reduce that negative. Maybe that would limit the amount of pain that I really um, consider to be emanating from this person because I can balance it with all the other positive. Anyway, I came across this lesson and I really want to share it. Our reaction, we can't be the ones to fight against Egyptians, even though God is about to eliminate them. He'll do it, but not let us be the ones to carry that out because we still have to have that concept of Akar Satova, the recognition that a good came my way because when we are people who can recognize a good came our way, when we can be attentive to that good, we have so much benefit coming our own way by the fact that we are appreciative of people. We are people that are in the mode of appreciating. It's a healthier place to be. It's an elevating place to be. It's a safer place to be. It makes our, our lives much more comfortable, much more happy. And try to take this message to heart. Be appreciative people and we'll be the type of people who can exude positive and have other people therefore start having more reason to appreciate us and it'll just build and build into a healthier society, a society in which each of us can be far more likely to manage to achieve Eratachlis.